Okay, so now I'm recording again. Okay. So tell the people where we are. We are at the Church of St. Paul outside the walls, which is outside the walls of Rome. Oh, the, the basilica built over the tomb of St. Paul. That's where we are. That's my favorite church. Why is it your favorite church? Because of the wow moment when you walk inside. It's a beautiful mm. church. It's often empty, too. I think that it's pretty much always adds empty. to the wow moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why was this church built here, Joni? So St. Paul was martyred down the street, and he was beheaded, and then they brought... Why did they behead him? Because he was Christian, and he was a Roman citizen. Mm-hmm. So he was killed... Why was he a Roman citizen? Do you know why? Oh. He's from the town of Tarsus. Oh. And when Cleopatra traveled to Rome, she stopped in Tarsus, and that automatically gave everyone there Roman citizenship. Wow. So that's how his family was Roman. Well, that's interesting mm-hmm. isn't it neat i love when you see secular air quote secular history i don't think there's secular history it's all christian history in a way but secular history intersecting in that way like who would have thought cleopatra would have an impact on how paul died yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's if it wasn't for cleopatra he could have been skinned alive or crucified crucified or so he was worse. beheaded because he was given the honor of beheading since he was a Roman citizen. That's a much quicker way to go. Yeah. And we visited that spot earlier. That's called Tre Fontane. The Three Fountains? The Three Fountains. And it's called the Three Fountains because when they chopped his head off, it bounced three times. And each time it hit the ground, a fountain sprung up. Now it's Benedictine Monastery. It is, but he had a very bouncy head. So there's (laughs) a lot of space between those three I think there might have been a hill involved, possibly. Well, then it would have rolled. Not bounced. You that bouncy head down the hill. Jack and Joe went up the hill. No. So, Trey Fontana. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so came down the street. They came down to bury him right. in the cemetery. So, this was a cemetery. Here. This is where they buried him. And they built a little shrine over that spot. And then Constantine built a giant basilica. It was even bigger than St. Peter's. Wow. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Hmm. But then... On a tragic night in the 1800s... <laughs> It burned down. Yeah. So there was a guy working on the roof, and he was using an oil lantern so that he could see what he was doing. And he went home, but he forgot to put out the lantern. And it caught the roof on fire, which was made of wood. And the roof collapsed, the columns burned, and much of the church was destroyed. That's actually one of the things that came to mind immediately when Notre Dame happened. Like, as I was sitting at my computer watching this awful thing unfold... I just thought back to this church and I thought this is how people must have felt like Mm -hmm. in a way, like the world, a kind of world was ending because you had memories of this place. And so it was very, yeah, but we were watching it online from all over the world. And then here there are probably like 12 people that know. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what happened to that church? Yeah, It burned down three years ago. So what happened if it burned down? Why are we sitting in it? Because it was rebuilt. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) That was not a good setup. So it was rebuilt by, I also love the fact that it was rebuilt by everybody throughout the world. Like the Muslim the, community, the Jewish community, the Christian community, they the all Russians donated, donated the Russian Orthodox. altars over there that you can't see because you're listening to us and not watching us. Yeah, beautiful side altars donated by the Russian Orthodox Church. The columns are donated by the Egyptians. There's alabaster windows here that also came from the Egyptians. But yeah, money just poured in from all over because it was such an important place. They wanted to rebuild it. And they did it quickly because... That was just a little over 100 years ago. And if you didn't know that, you wouldn't even know it was rebuilt because it looks like a basilica. It looks like an ancient... Old Roman basilica. Which is one of the reasons it's my favorite because you can see what 
it would have looked like. Whereas St. Peter's and St. Mary Major and especially John Lateran have really been redone over the centuries and stuff added. And, but this has a very ancient Constantinian feel to it, I think. So. And there are a few things that survived the fire. Um, one, there was a wooden crucifix, one that actually spoke to St. Bridget when she visited Rome. And another thing that survived was the Easter candle, the Paschal candle, well, the candlestick holder, I guess. I doubt the candle would have survived. Or the wax didn't survive. <laughs> Um, hopefully they had used it up by then. And then also, uh, what's that thing over the altar called? I think it's called a ciborium. Yeah, mm. a ciborium. Or baldacchino is what they refer to the one in St. Peter's. Um, and so that was there symbolically to protect the altar. And the one here actually did its job because when the church was falling around, falling down around it, it protected the altar. It so. was designed by Arnolfo di Cambio. I have no that's, idea who that is. I, I learned a lot of things in art history in Rome, and that's one of the things I remembered. Arnolfo di Cambio. Yep. So, fun fact. So, the, the other thing that people remember about St. Paul outside the walls when they leave, you know, like the little things you remember, what church was that in, are the mosaics of the popes. And so, the church is lined by little medallions that aren't so little of the popes throughout. So, we can trace the popes back to Peter. Yeah, every pope from Peter all the way to Francis. They're all here. And the current pope always has a light on him, so he's easy to find. And the crazy thing is how detailed it is for Francis, and the last few as well. But you can see how far they've come in mosaic arts, because the one of Francis really looks like a photograph. It looks like they had, like, gold mosaic, and then they, like, paper mache yeah. like, yeah, a poster on that. Or Mod Podge a poster on mm-hmm. Not paper mache And there's about, let's see, 22 spaces left. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's the end of the world because there's no more room for popes. And that's really what some people believe. Yes. But the truth is we don't know how many spaces were in the other church. Because the the original had frescoes of the popes. Really? Mm -hmm. They weren't mosaic? No. They were frescoes. Oh, I learn something new every day. So it could be that... This is the last pope and the world's going to end. Because we added some extra space, Yeah, we right? just added extra space. Yeah. I don't know how that works. And you can still see the tomb of Paul. They excavated more in 0304, 0203. Mm-hmm. And you can go down to the Confessio and see the tomb. And because he was in a real cemetery, there's tombs below us. And actually, when you walk into the church, there's a little glass panel on the floor where if you put a coin in a box, this is so Catholic, if you put a coin in the box, it'll turn a light on, and you can see the bones of just some rando that's buried under the floor. <laughs> I love being Catholic. Oh, what else can we say about this place? Well, there's an organ going on right now. I'm sure that people yeah, can hear that. Practicing for Mass tomorrow, maybe? Or probably for tonight. Tonight's the oh, big unveiling of the... Of the crash. Yeah, the nativity. Right. Or he's just doing it so people don't talk, like us. Maybe. Oh, another thing, the apse mosaic. So the mosaic that's behind the main altar. Um, it's the only place, I believe, in art that you'll see Paul sitting to the right side of Christ, to Christ's right, because that's the position of honor. So usually that's where Peter is. But because this is Paul's church, they put him there. I love this apse mosaic because the Pope who commissioned it is depicted kissing the feet of Jesus. And he's super teeny tiny. He's he looks really like a little, little white armadillo or something. I, yeah, I thought dog, but you're right, more like an armadillo. Yeah. This is my favorite apse mosaic. It's the screen of my phone. Oh. Fun fact. Yeah. 
Okay. Anything so, else to say here? I don't think so. It's still run so. by the Benedictines. I mean, it's taken care of by the Benedictines. Oh, they have a gift shop where they sell chocolate and beer made by the monks. And really good cough drops. Highly recommend the cough drops at St. Paul's by the Walls. And is it Cardinal Harvey's titular or does he just live here? Uh, it's both. Okay. He lives here and it's his titular. He's an American cardinal. And every From cardinal, Milwaukee. Every cardinal has a church in Rome. And he was John Paul II's secretary. Yes, the prefect of the papal household. Mm-hmm. So it used to be that if you wrote the Pope, usually we get a letter back from Cardinal Harvey. He wasn't a cardinal then? No. Father just Monsignor. Monsignor. Yes. And another fun fact. When I was married, I met John Paul II. And in the picture, or like right before we were, you know, we line up to go meet the Holy Father, and he was sitting because he was really old. And they said, no kissing the ring, no kneeling. But this was, you know, the only chance I was going to meet the Pope, so I wanted to <laughs> kiss the ring and kneel. And so that's what I did. And the picture, the official picture, is Cardinal Harvey looking all grumpy, mm-hmm. well, Monsignor Harvey, and grabbing us and pulling us away. Aww. And I see him around Rome a lot. And so I've mentioned that to him. And he said, yeah, I, I'm in, I've ruined a lot of pictures of the Pope for doing that. Because <laughs> that was his job. His job was to, like, hurry people along. say you really ruined it because you disobeyed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So Paul's had the walls. Yeah, beautiful atrium when you walk in, a beautiful courtyard. Oh, yeah, the courtyard's gorgeous. It has palm trees. Awesome statue of St. Paul. Paul. Oh, tell the story of the, uh, the architecture. Because... So, because not a lot of people know this. I didn't know this until you told me. So my one of my professors in Rome, Ben Akers, told me. So if it's wrong, we all blame, we'll blame Ben. So there are four pillar like pilasters on either corner of the atrium of the courtyard and pedestals. Pedestals and everything in Rome is is symmetrical, right? Like you never have something on one side without being on the other. But if you notice in this courtyard the four pedestals, only one of them has a statue. And so you might think, oh, they're being renovated or they messed up or they ran out of money. But it's supposedly to remind us of Paul when he's writing, he mentions that everybody left him and Luke alone. He says, Luke alone was with me. Luke never abandoned him. And so that statue is is of St. Luke. I guess I should have mentioned that. The statue is of St. Luke and it's to remind us of Paul's words, Luke alone was with me. It's a lovely story. I've heard some guides say that it's because the church ran out of money. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. Uh, This is a much better story. It's a great story. Yeah. So, yes. There's something else I was going to say. It's worth coming out to. I think people. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because. People don't come out here. It's always empty. Yeah. And I think because it's, you know, outside the city walls, but there's a metro stop right here. So even if you're not with a group, you can take the B line, take the metro to St. Paul's by the walls, and it's a block from the metro stop. And so there's, there's a no excuse bus, not to come. Bus number 23 goes right from St. Peter's to St. Paul outside the walls. Along and it's the one euro and 50 cents. So there you go. And so come. did you tell me this, or maybe I heard it from somewhere else? There used to be a covered walkway. Yes. It was you. Yeah. That connected St. Peter's to St. Paul's High I don't Walls. think it connected St. Peter's, but it was all... Fine. It was That's like what I've told miles. <laughs> it was a mi- like very long walkway, and it was covered for the pilgrims to walk down Ostiense, the mm. ancient road. Mm-hmm. So. Past the pyramid. Yes. Yeah. Pyramide. Yes. So. I wish they still did that. That'd be nice. Yeah. It's not a very pretty walk now. No. I've walked it before. It's long. So. Yeah, so more people should come. It's one of the four major basilicas. Okay. Yeah. St. Paul's on the walls. Yep. You should visit. 
definitely. Or hire Mountain for a day tour, and he'll bring you out. I do lots of day tours here. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's ciao. it for our St. Paul segment. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, ciao.